drive time. Keeping you informed and inspired. We love God. We ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information. From the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious. It's fun. It's your Catholic drive time. Now here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to God. You have survived it. You made it. It's Friday. You did it. Congratulations. Well done. What's on the agenda for for Saturday and Sunday? Uh, We'll probably sleep in till like, I don't know, 8, 8.30. It's going to be like a lazy day. It's going to be great. Praise be to God. And if I'm not mistaken, it's a three-day weekend because Monday is off, right? It's uh, going to be a great day, Memorial Day. Hopefully your weekend will be very good. Hopefully it'll be peaceful and calm and serene and you know relaxing and not uh, crazy or stressful or any of that stuff. But uh, we're going to have a, a, a good program lined up for you today, actually. We have a What's Concerning Us section, several stories in the headline news today to discuss. I mean, China building a, a network of some 13,000 satellites to surround the globe. What could go wrong? I don't know. Seems reasonable. We'll talk about that probably. And then uh, 3,166% more uh, sex offenders have been arrested at the border. Yeah, there's issues there too. Chicago is telling their police, hey, maybe you don't pursue those criminals. Maybe you just let them go. Who knows? We can talk about that in the in the What's Concerning Us section. In the guest segment today, though, Matthew Hoffman is going to be our guest. He has translated two books into English, one by uh, St. Peter Damien called The Book of Gomorrah. I quoted this book back in, I think, 2018, maybe 2019. Um, this is a powerful look at the, the mind of a saint about clergy members who have committed the abuse of homosexuality and what we should do about it. This is St. Peter Damien, and Matthew Hoffman translated that work. We're going to talk to him about that. Plus, he's got a new book that he's helped to translate called Sacred Betrayals. Uh, the, the wife of the ambassador to the Holy See from Honduras um, is voicing her story of corruption at the highest levels in the church. And this book has detailed all of that. It's called Sacred Betrayals. So we're going to talk about both of those books with Matthew Hoffman in today's program. It's going to be really good, uh, really jam-packed. So uh, anyway, good morning to you, Janelle. Good morning, Joe. It's Friday. You've survived it. I have survived Praise it. Praise be yes. to God. I can't wait for the weekend. And will, yeah. we, will we be here on Monday? That's a good question. Speaking of that, uh, Adrian Fonseca is here on the ones and twos. Good morning to you, Adrian. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, no pressure or anything, but uh, do, we, do we get to sleep in on Monday? Uh, yes, I will uh, be working on of having a show for Monday pre-recorded. Uh, whether I think we're going to probably air a show from maybe not last week, but the week before uh, for instead. So we'll see what we do. We're going to figure something out so we can uh, sleep in a little bit on Monday. <laughs> Praise be to God. Praise be to God. I'll be on pilgrimage to uh, Louisiana. To Louisiana. Yeah. All the, the far away land of Louisiana. The far off uh, land of Louisiana. Well, praise be to God for that. So, Monday, holiday, we'll play a little rerun. It'll be like a best of kind of a thing. Uh, but uh, it'll still be very good because we've had some great interviews on this program. Very excited to, to reshare them for sure. So, and, and good news here. Uh, maybe we can share this, but Janelle's going to be joining our team. Over the summer. So you're going to be hanging out with us more often during the summer in your break, waiting to go back to school. Exciting, exciting. <laughs> well, praise be to God. Thanks, for, to thanks for being a part of the team here, uh, Janelle. We're, we're glad to have you on board. 
So uh, look forward to more from Janelle on the show in the next uh, couple of months. Uh, praise be to God for that. And we'll keep you up to date of what's, uh, what's coming in our future for the Catholic Drive Time. More great stuff to come. But let's jump into it. We have a lot to get into today. We're going to do breaking news and stories. We're going to do Saint of the Day, Gospel of the Day, a What's Concerning Us section. And then, as I said, Matthew Hoffman is going to be on to talk about the two books he has helped to translate, Sacred Betrayals being the most recent one. And then in the next hour, if you are at all able to join us, we are going to play the last three opportunities to get in on this week's prize during our Fear and Trembling Game Show. A podandherpeas.com has generously given us the prize this week, a podandherpeas.com, and we'll be pulling a winner today. That'll happen in the next hour. If you are at all able to join us, we would love to have you. But let's, let's jump into this. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known, that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession, was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. And now the headlines with Janelle Lay. Today, it looks like the Tennessee governor has signed a law banning critical race theory in schools. According to Reuters, two people have been reported to be dead, and ten are believed to be missing from a capsized boat off of Florida. The U.S. Coast Guard says two people were killed, and ten others were believed to be missing from a boat that capsized off Key West, Florida. Eight survivors from the wreck were pulled from the water 18 miles southwest of Key West by crew members of a Coast Guard cutter on patrol in the area at about 1 p.m. Two bodies were also recovered. Coast Guard teams continued to, to search the area by aircraft and vessels for 10 people who, according to the survivors, were unaccounted for after the boat flipped. From the Epic Times, Alabama Governor Kay Ivey has signed a law banning curbside voting. Alabama Governor Kay Ivey signed two laws on Wednesday for a free, fair, and highly ethical election process, one for revising the process of updating voter addresses and another to ban curbside voting. Democratic State Representative Roderick Scott announced House Bill 314, which revises the process of updating voter addresses changes in a bid to improve the maintenance of voter roll integrity. Republican Representative Wes Allen introduced Bill 285, which bans drive-through or curbside voting. Proponents of the curbside voting claim that the method expands voter access, especially for the elderly or disabled, while opponents argue that it opens doors to voter fraud. The Foundation for Economic Education shares the new national report card shows public schools are failing in one huge way. The latest report card is out and it shows that our schools are failing Americans when it comes to science education. The most recent data came from the 2019 National Assessment of Educational Progress Science Assessment. Just 36% of fourth graders were at least proficient in science and in, in 2019. Meanwhile, only 35% of eighth graders were proficient and most worryingly, just 22% of 12th graders tested at or above a proficient level in science. These numbers are all essentially unchanged or marginally worse than the same figures in 2015, suggesting no improvement or progress has been made on this front. 
Economic research shows no clear correlation between public education spending and outcomes. Also from Reuters, suspected Islamists killed 22 with knives and machetes in eastern Congo. Suspected Islamist militants killed at least 22 civilians with knives and machetes in an overnight raid on villages near the town of Beni in the Eastern Democratic Republic of Congo, a local official said on Wednesday. Just over three weeks ago, the government declared martial law on two provinces bordering Uganda in an attempt to stem worsening bloodshed. A four-month-old baby was found alive on the back of one of the victims, one of seven children from the same family believed to have been orphaned in the latest violence that hit a number of villages around 20 miles east of Beni. More than 1,200 civilians have been killed in Beni territory since November 2019. According to the Kivu security tracker, when the army began an operation aimed at ending the ADF's insurgency. And those are your headline news. The same of the day is Blessed Lanfranc of Canterbury. He was born in 1005 in Pavia, Italy. After a liberal education in England, he went to Normandy and entered the monastery at Beck, where he opened a famous school. He was an opponent of the doctrines of Berengarius. He succeeded in having the Catholic doctrine defined at the Lateran Council of 1059. He obtained the papal dispensation for the marriage of William, Duke of Normandy, to Matilda of Flanders. And after William's invasion of England in 1066, Lanfranc was made Archbishop of Canterbury. He secured the primacy of the See of Canterbury over that of York and helped reform the church in Scotland and prevented many ruptures between the king and the pope over the question of tithes. In the struggle over investitures, he constantly and consistently upheld the rights of the church. Lanfranc probably, probably advised the king to name William Rufus his successor, and he subsequently made constant efforts to check the evil deeds of the latter. He died on the 24th of May in 1089 in Canterbury, England. Blessed Lanfranc of Canterbury, pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from Mark chapter 11, verses 11 through 26. Jesus entered Jerusalem and went into the temple area. He looked around at everything and, since it was already late, went out to Bethany with the twelve. The next day, as they were leaving Bethany, he was hungry. Seeing from a distance a fig tree in leaf, he went over to see if he could find anything on it. When he reached it, he found nothing but leaves. It was not the time for figs. And he said to it in reply, May no one ever eat of your fruit again. And his disciples heard it. They came to Jerusalem, and on entering the temple area, he began to drive out those selling and buying there. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who were selling doves. He did not permit anyone to carry anything through the temple area. Then he taught them, saying, It is not written, or rather, is it not written? My house shall be called a house of prayer for all peoples, but you have made it a den of thieves." The chief priests and the scribes came to hear of it and were seeking a way to put him to death. Yet they feared him because the whole crowd was astonished at his teaching. When evening came, they went out of the city. Early in the morning, as they were walking along, they saw the fig tree withered to its roots. 
Peter remembered and said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree that you cursed has withered. Jesus said to them in reply, Have faith in God. Amen. I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will happen, it shall be done for him. Therefore I tell you, all that you ask for in prayer, believe that you will receive it, and it shall be yours. When you stand to pray, forgive anyone against whom you have a grievance, so that your Heavenly Father may in turn forgive your transgressions. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Boy, I wish I could have an hour or so to just chew on this passage. It's so good. Uh, Jesus knows what's coming. Like, he's no dummy, right? He's the second person, the Trinity. So he is fully aware of what's going, going down. And that fig tree represents Israel. And the fact that it does not bear fruit when the Messiah comes to it, well, that should tell you something about what's happening next. The fact that he curses it and it withers, this is a prefigurement, a foreshadowing of the destruction of the temple, the 70 A.D., they didn't recognize their visitation, they didn't bear fruit, and they're about to pay the consequences of that. The temple area, of course, I, I love this particular part because it represents the intention of God from the beginning of time through all, all, all salvation history to bring not just the Israelites to him, but all people you and me and everyone on planet earth this is the intention of god now we can be stubborn and reject him that's our part of the equation but for his part of the equation he desires that we should all come to a knowledge of salvation and this temple represents that because in the outer court that was the court of the gentiles that is where people like you and me could have come and to have prayed to the father but what was in that court? If we showed up in, in uh, 1 AD, what would have happened? We would have found a flea market. We would have found an exchange market. We would have found all of this busyness, this craziness of buying and selling animals and money changing and all the rest. How could we pray if that was going on? How would it be possible for us to have our time in prayer to the Father, in the Father's house, in the holy city where his name dwells? We couldn't. And Jesus cast them out. Malachi chapter 3, verses 1 through 4. Go read that right now. Malachi 3, chapter, chapter 3, verses 1 through 4. The Lord came to inspect and to bring judgment upon that temple for what they did. We're going to go to break. We're going to come back. And we're going to have a What's Concerning Us section. Stick around. More to come. Looking for a Catholic university where the greatest works of Western and Catholic tradition are the foundation for learning, all in an environment that is faithful to the magisterium? Recommended by the Cardinal Newman Society, the University of Dallas offers an exceptional liberal arts education, preserving the wisdom of the past while preparing students for world-changing futures. Academically excellent, always faithful. Apply today at udallas.edu. Howdy, this is Adrian Fonseca, producer of the Catholic Drive Time Show. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central and 7 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. 
Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations, offering their clients a faith-based experience. They are online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you. GloryAndShine.com, a generous underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. GloryAndShine.com is a Catholic family-owned company making a variety of personal care products ranging from lotions, soap bars, gift boxes, body mist, beard care, and more. At GloryAndShine.com, they state their mission is to, quote, craft every product with deep intention while holding a vision of sharing the gospel. They are good for the body, mind, and soul, unquote. God love you, GloryAndShine.com. Thank you again. Be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McLean. Praise be to God. I wanted to mention, I wanted to thank Verboom, verboom.com forward slash GRN for generously underwriting our gospel reflections on the show now. Uh, I'm just very grateful for all the sponsors that help us make this show possible. And Verboom has got this software that brings together your, your life. If you want to dive deep in like scripture and Early church fathers, tradition of the church. Boy, this, this tool can really make that possible for the lay folk to go super deep, incredible, awesome. Loved it. I've been using it now for, I, I first started using it way back in the day, like 2009, 10, somewhere in there. But the last few months for sure on this show, and it's just been a wonderful tool. Averboom.com forward slash GRN is their website. Uh, I want to jump into a couple of stories here, but I want to remind you in about 20 minutes or so from now, we're going to be speaking with uh, Matthew Hoffman who has translated a couple of books of interest. The latest one is called Sacred Betrayals, and it's fascinating. The wife, or the widow, rather, of the ambassador to the Holy See from Honduras it has written this book, and he's translated it into English, uh, sharing her story about corruption in the church to the highest levels. And uh, it's a powerful testimony. We're going to get the, the lowdown on that. Plus, he tr- also translated a book by St. Peter Damien called The Book of Gomorrah, which is... In light of the church scandals, especially since the 2018 Summer of Shame, this is uh, pretty powerful stuff. Uh, I, you know, we're gonna we'll talk to him in about 20 minutes, so stick around for that. Uh, there are several stories in the news that I wanted to touch on here. Number one, this uh, came out of Chicago. Chicago police told to weigh risk of pursuing suspects in new policy. Epic Times reports. Let me read a little bit to you. Chicago police officers are being told to assess whether it's worth the risk to chase down a suspect in a new foot pursuit policy announced by the city's police department. The new policy will prioritize the immediate safety of officers and those involved in the pursuit, as well as the members of the public. According to the new announcement from Mayor Lori Lightfoot and Chicago Police Department Superintendent David O'Brown. Lightfoot had said in April that she wanted the department's foot pursuit policy revised by summer after videos were released on April 15th of the fatal police shooting of the 13-year-old Adam Toledo. Authorities later released video footage of the fatal police shooting of 22-year-old Anthony Alvarez. The Chicago mayor said that the new police, the new policy serves as a step forward in our mission to modernize and reform our police department says, quote, because foot pursuits are one of the most dangerous actions that police officers can engage in, we cannot afford to wait any longer to put a policy in place that regulates them, unquote, Lori Lightfoot, May 26. In the new form of policy, police officers are required to balance the risk of pursuing a subject with the need to arrest them, 
And I think that's the key for me right there. So we have seen quite a bit uh, lately in the news, um, a talking point that gets repeated repeatedly. We have to reimagine police, reimagine police, reimagine police, reimagine police. We've heard that a thousand times, especially over the last year, year and a half now. Defunding police is up in major cities all across this country. I think I saw a report that it was over $800 million worth of defunding going on in police departments across the United States. And then we've been reporting this week in particular the rise in crime across major cities in America. Chicago is notorious for their rising crime. Now, but you might say, but Joe, what about the police uh, abuses? What about the issues uh, with police departments across the country? And I'm not saying that these people are saints and perfect and they, they walk on water. That's, that's not what we're saying here. But to paint with that broad of a brush, every officer, really? I doubt it. Uh, number one. Number two, you're giving these guys uh, the chance to say, oh, we don't want to arrest those criminals anymore. You know, there's a report uh, out in places like uh, Seattle and uh, and Chicago. It was a report in Chicago just this morning about how, like, uh, these convenience stores, like, I think they were either Walgreens, I think they were Walgreens, they're just, they, they get robbed so many times, they don't even restock the shelves. They don't even bother. And when they interviewed the local people, they're like, well, they don't chase you. It's fine. And then another person said, well, you know, hey, they're just getting the necessities. So they, this is how they do it. If they rob a Gucci, if they rob a Nike or whatever, then they just, you know, it's just how they feed themselves and, and put necessities in their house. That criminal mentality is tolerated and tolerated and tolerated is going to cause greater problems in society. Defunding the police is not the answer. And, get, and saying to these police officers, I mean, if you're a police officer, especially, especially if you're a, uh, a, a white police officer, you're probably, and you have a family at home, you're going to be probably double questioning yourself. If, are you going to pursue this person, this criminal that's broken the law, put someone else's life in danger, et cetera, et cetera? Are you going to make that pursuit? Are you going to make that arrest? Are you going to do your job or are you going to save your skin, your career and your reputation? Do you want to be dragged across the headline news in court or in prison? I think they're asking themselves this question. This is why in Seattle, for instance, they have lost a significant portion of their police force. They're resigning. They're leaving all across this country in police departments. They are resigning. And it's a major concern for the peace of our country. Um, so I don't know what's really going on with this particular policy in Chicago, but I fear that it's not going to be a good policy for um, law-abiding community that really needs peace. Instead, they have a tremendous amount of gun violence in that city. Highly restrictive gun laws, and yet high gun violence in that in that city. Well, there's there's a couple things that I wanted to comment on about the same thing. Is well, one, whenever we talk about pre police and violent encounters with police, well, whenever there's a violent criminal or someone who is a criminal, the only way to be able to take the person into custody uh, without causing violence, without causing damage, is to have a lot of police officers. One man on one man can, uh, a police officer well-trained can take down one man, but there's going to be damage because they're going to have to either brawl it out, there's going to have to be draw a weapon, something's going to happen. But if you have a several men, then you can restrain someone 
and you can take them in more peacefully. And that's across the board in all crimes. More police officers in a situation means it's a safer situation. The police officers also will be less likely to do use deadly force if they have a number of people behind them because they have uh, they have assurance that they have people uh, beside them. Mm. So that's an important thing to remember whenever we see the decline of police officers. The police officers who are now going to go into deadly situations are going to be going into them alone. Yeah. And so now what are they going to be doing? They're going to be on high alert because they're going to be more afraid about the situation that they're in. And so we always think about people are always saying, oh, what about the criminal? What's going through his head? Oh, what's going through? You know, maybe he was uh, he was poor or he needed food, yada, yada, yada. But what about the police officer's life? What about his family? We forget that they're and or hers. Yeah. And we forget about their what what's going through his head. Mm. Um, and then the other point about people stealing and things like that. Well, we used to have an, we had, used to have an answer to this. In the Catholic culture, the answer was we would set aside certain uh, parts of the field whenever we were farmers. Catholic countries would have sections of the field portioned off that they would not uh, harvest, and that was for the poor. Because, yes, yeah, St. Thomas talks about how it is uh, if someone is starving to death, then yes, you, uh, you can go and steal, quote-unquote steal, what is nece- necessary for your survival, but no more. So stealing a Gucci bag... Is not necessary for your survival. <laughs> Steering Nike shoes mm-hmm. is not necessary for your survival. If you are starving, then yes, you take what is absolutely necessary for you. And St. Thomas supported this, and Catholic well, Israel, society used to. Israel had to do this. This was the law in Israel. The, the corners of the fields were reserved for the poor, and they could come and take what they needed. Uh, so that was part of the law of God in Israel. So this long standing there. And that makes sense, but that's not what we're seeing. What we're seeing is looting and violence and crazy uh, really ramping up. And I think these policies aren't going to bring peace. They're going to embolden criminals to act criminally. And, uh, and, I, and that's what I fear. I fear like we're going to see even more of this. And, you know, the police officers, um, it's a hard job, right? I've always felt like I, I look at police almost like I look at seminarians. I only want the best. I only want the holy ones. <laughs> you, know, I, it, you get a gun, you get a badge. That's a tremendous amount of responsibility. I don't want just anybody doing that. I want the right people doing that. And um, I want them to have the power and the, and the tools necessary to do their jobs in order to keep us safe. I want a society in which we we will obey and follow the laws in order to keep a peaceable community. But when you start to see this crazy sort of agendized, politicized policy making going on, well, that serves the headlines. It doesn't serve our communities very well. And I think the ends are going to be less than ideal there. Uh, real quick, let me jump over to another story. We have about a few minutes left in this "What's Concerning Us" section. There's a there's a there's a story out about uh, China building a thirteen thousand satellite uh, networked system that encompasses the entire globe in order to bring about broadband to the world. Gee, I wonder how that might be manipulated and used for nefarious purposes, according to the CCP. But somehow, some way, this is progressing. This is moving forward, and they're getting international support for it. <laughs> That's not going to end well. Uh, but there's another story here uh, out of the Epic Times. This is, says 3,166% more sex offenders have been arrested along the border, according to the Border Patrol in Texas. Border Patrol agents operating in Del Rio, Texas sector said they've encountered significantly more convicted sex offenders who are attempting to illegally cross the U.S.-Mexico border. 
Since the start of the fiscal year in 2021, which began last October, agents have arrested 95 convicted sex offenders apprehended near the border, a 3,166% increase over the same time frame during the fiscal year 2020, according to the statement of U.S. Customs and Border Protection. Um, on May 26th, agents arrested 10 sex offenders on May 17th and May 24th, shortly after they illegally crossed into the United States. The news release uh, stated on May 24th, two Mexican nationals were arrested with prior convictions, with one having a felony conviction for lewd and lavicious molestation and the other having been convicted of, of the same crime with a child, also a felony. This is a, uh, goes, the article goes on to detail some of this stuff, but here's the point. There is still a border crisis going on, and we haven't heard a word of that in the headline news. I mean, Vice President uh, Kamala Harris was supposed to be uh, handling this. She's not even visited the border, as far as I know, at this point. And now there's talk that ICE is going to be retasked. They are going to stop arresting uh, illegal uh, immigrants into our country, and they are now going to redo. Uh, they're going to do other things instead of their traditional mission. They're they're contemplating this at least. So that is a very concerning story, too. All of this, all of these stories point to unrest and civil disorder and troubling days ahead. And I think it should just remind us that no matter what we read in the headlines, we all have an opportunity. There's something we can do. Pray, fast, and do penance. That is what Our Lady asked us at Fatima in 1917, and I repeat it over and over and over again, because that is in all of our control. We can all do something. We can do that. We can pray. We can fast, we can do penance, we can live in a state of grace, and that will have an effect, it will, on the whole world. So let us do that. All right, that's going to do it for the What's Concerning Us section. Coming up after this break, more breaking news with Janelle. And then, of course, Matthew Hoffman's going to be our guest. We're going to be talking about his book that he has helped to translate called Sacred Betrayals and the Book of Gomorrah by St. Peter Damien. You're not going to want to miss it. That's all coming up next. Catholic Drive Time headed your way. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. How many times have you heard the complaint that church is boring, that we just do the same things over and over again? Well, the problem is not that church is boring, it's that we are bored. We are the problem. And not just with church, but with everything else. We have lost our childlike sense of wonder. G.K. Chesterton says that children have abounding vitality, and yet they want things repeated and unchanged. They always say, do it again, and the grown-up person does it until he's nearly dead. For grown-up people are not strong enough to exult in monotony, but perhaps God is strong enough to exult in monotony. It's possible that God says every morning, do it again to the sun, and every evening, do it again to the moon. Want more than a minute? Chesterton.org Hi, Joe McLean here, host of the Catholic Drive Time. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central, 7 Eastern, right here. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of the Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations. Real Estate for Life offers their clients a faith-based experience. Real Estate for Life is online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you. Welcome back to the Catholic Drive Time. I'm Janelle Lay, and here are your headline news. 
Let's start with another victory for the church, this time in California. Newsom has been ordered to cough up $1 million for shutting down worship. In other news, Chicago police have been told to weigh risk of pursuing suspects in new policy. The Idaho lieutenant governor fills in while governor is out of state, issuing an executive order banning mask mandates. The Epic Times reports says that the IRS sends out new batch of $1,400 stimulus checks. Federal authorities announced Wednesday that a new round of $1,400 stimulus checks have been sent out, bringing the total figure dispersed to around $391 billion. The Department of the Treasury, the IRS, and the Bureau of Fiscal Service jointly announced that the most recent tranche of payments amounts to more than 1.8 million checks worth over $3.5 billion. Over 900,000 payments were made as direct deposit, while the remainder was sent out as paper checks. The $1.9 trillion American Rescue Plan authorizes individuals earning less than $75,000 per year and married joint filers making less than $150,000 a year to receive the full $1,400 payment. The checks then ramp down to zero for individuals earning $80,000 or above and for joint filers making $160,000 or more. The IRS will continue to send stimulus checks out to people on a weekly basis to eligible recipients for whom the agency did not have information to issue a payment but who recently filed a tax return. From the post-millennial, Project Veritas releases more documents revealing Facebook's censorship of vaccine-critical content. James O'Keefe's Project Veritas has released further documents apparently proving that Facebook has been attempting to crack down on comments critical of the vaccine of COVID-19. It was reported on Monday that Project Veritas has le received leaked information from Facebook employees showing the company's efforts to censor. The whistleblower said that the company is using a tier system to rank and determine how comments should be censored or buried based on how much the statements question or caution against the COVID-19 vaccination. One of the outsiders, a data center technician, reportedly showed documentation detailing an algorithm test being run on 1.5% of Facebook and Instagram's almost 3.8 billion users worldwide. They claimed that Facebook is trying to control this content before it even makes it onto your page, before you even see it. Project Veritas has come out and said that they now have even more evidence to support their claim. The videos detailing the claims can be seen on Project Veritas's YouTube channel. Space News says China establishes company to build satellite broadband mega constellation. The Chinese government has created a company dedicated to creating and operating a 13,000 satellite broadband constellation. The satellite-owned Asset Supervision and Administration Commission, a government body overseeing state-owned enterprises, issued a press release on April 29th, announcing the creation of the China Satellite Network Group. Currently, no details have been released on the contractors to be involved in the constellation. The apparent independence of China Satellite Network Group from other groups indicates that other actors, such as other state-owned enterprises and commercial sector space companies, could be involved in the construction of the constellation. And those are your headline news. Praise be to God in all things. Thank you, Janelle, for keeping us up to date. Uh, real quick, I want to thank uh, Glory and Shine, gloryandshine.com, for generously underwriting a portion of our Catholic Drive Time show. 
helping it, uh, helping us make this possible. So uh, thank you very much, Glory and Shine, uh, for making those incredible. Fa- it's family owned and operated, but they are like personal healthcare like products, like soaps and lotions, body mist. I, I use their beard balm stuff, and it's in beautiful packaging too. Gloryandshine.com is the website. You should check that out. But uh, joining us right now is Matthew Hoffman. He has two books that he's helped to to uh, translate. And one is uh, on sacred betrayals. It's a brand new book out. It details corruption at the highest levels. We're going to be talking about that. And then he also translated a book on the Book of Gomorrah by St. Peter Damien. Uh, both are really uh, you know, impactful hammer blows to the, to the scandals in the church today. And so uh, we're grateful to have Matthew Hoffman on our program today. Good morning to you, sir. Good morning, Jenna. Thanks for having me. Yeah, praise be to God. Uh, thank you for your time. So this Sacred Betrayals book, this is fascinating on a number of levels, not just because of the scandals that it would detail. Um, of course, 2018, Summer of Shame, we all remember some of the stories. Meridiaga was uh, high in those uh, the sort of those scandalous headlines that we were reading at the, in those times. The COVID pandemic put a put a squash on all those stories and we weren't hearing anything. So this brings that back up, but for the wife of an ambassador to come out, that's pretty much unheard of. You don't really hear people at that level sharing any inside scoop stories here. So what, tell us about this book and what's going on here. Uh, very true. What you say is that there's this testimony by the, the wife of the, uh, of the now deceased Dean of the, Vatican Ambassador Corps, uh, Alejandro Valladares, who was the ambassador to the Holy See for Honduras, uh, is very, very significant. Um, this is, these is the uh, sort of, you could say, the ultimate insider family, uh, especially with regard to the so-called vice pope, uh, Oscar uh, Andres Rodriguez uh, Maradiaga, uh, who's really the most powerful, influential cardinal in the Vatican, totally protected by uh, Pope Francis. And she reveals the terrible uh, moral scandals that have been going on in Honduras for decades under the leadership of Rodriguez Maradiaga, a man who was a, a very close personal friend of the family and who really became a cardinal because her own husband campaigned in the Holy See for many years to, to bring that about. It was at least a major reason why he became cardinal. And uh, Pope Francis really, in many ways, owes his pontificate to Maradiaga, apparently. Maradiaga was key uh, in bringing about his election. And so he owes him a lot. And uh, Maradiaga is engaged in these massive cover-ups of uh, moral scandals by his uh, auxiliary bishop. Uh, millions of dollars of the, uh, uh, the money of the Archdiocese of Tegucigalpa simply disappeared in shady financial schemes or appear, appear, appear to have actually been embezzled. Uh, uh, especially by his, uh, his auxiliary bishop, who's now fled from the archdiocese, resigned and fled, and nobody knows where he is. Mm. And, uh, and, and in the process, uh, this family, uh, their life savings was taken away, essentially, when Rodriguez Maradiaga uh, recommended to them this financial scheme in which he supposedly lost money of the diocese as well. And uh, there's been no recompense. The family was abandoned after they were extremely close to this man. And so uh, Martha Alegria Reichman has decided to reveal this to the to the public and to fight. She's not going to go off uh, quietly into the night. She is going to, to to raise her voice against this corruption. And really, she recognizes that it's part. It really it has to do much with the doctrinal corruption in the church as well. 
It must have taken a lot for her to come out publicly. Um, do you have any sense on uh, on that part? What, what at, like she must have been hiding this or holding on to this personally for a long time. What was the straw that broke the camel's back that decided she was going to write a tell all? Uh, it was when she she did everything that she could to uh, to remedy the situation to to receive justice after she was um, her family was devastated by by the misbehavior of of both uh, Moradiaga and his auxiliary bishop. Uh, she went to Pope Francis himself. Wow! And Pope Fran and had a private meeting with him because of course she knew him personally. Mm. She also went to Pet Pietro Parolin before going to Francis and after. Uh, and and spoke to him. Uh, the Pope promised her justice in a way uh, that uh, was very soothing. Uh, the way you know, which is his manners, uh, mannerisms are like that. But he he just quit talking to her after that. Oh wow! And and after a massive investigation of his of 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 uh, I should say of Moradiaga, of his his vice Pope as it, as it is as it as he's called. Uh, after this investigation involved massive testimony uh, by by dozens of people in Honduras about the misbehavior of this of this man, he still defended him. Said that it was uh, that he was a victim of a of a smear campaign, and he's done this before. Pope Francis has done this in other cases, and I'm sorry to have to say this about the Supreme Pontiff, but we as laity really need to know about this and raise our voices against this corruption, uh, against the doctrinal corruption and against the moral corruption in the church. If we're going to be that light unto the nations that God wants us to be, if we're going to really, uh, we're going to carry out the evangelical mission of the church, we can't accomplish it when there's public scandal like this that uh, devastates people's lives and and detracts from the message of the gospel. Like I was saying in the beginning of this conversation, uh, 2018, the Summer of Shame, McCarrick really brought out a lot of information that the lay folk didn't know before. Meridiaga, Meridiaga, I can't say his name correctly, but he was among that. And then we heard, went fell silent. We almost heard nothing about this. Uh, where is he now? What is he doing now? Uh, well, he's continuing to lead the Council of Cardinal Advisors um, in the Holy See. He continues to be really the most influential of all the cardinals, apparently. And uh, and there have been no consequences for him at all uh, as a result of these terrible scandals. And the same thing is true of his auxiliary bishop. His auxiliary bishop actually had to resign uh, or did resign and, and simply disappeared and nobody knows where he is. So in the end, it's all sort of been forgotten, especially with the COVID crisis and other issues that have arisen since then, other scandals <laughs> that we know about. And uh, and really, yeah, as he continues uh, to function with impunity, in fact, actually... Hold he that, was Matthew, I'm going to ask you to hold that thought. Sure. We're up against a break. We're going to take this hard break here. Matthew Hoffman is our guest. The book is called Sacred Betrayals. Sacred Betrayals, which you can get at faithfulinsight.com. We're going to continue our conversation right after this break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. St. Benedict became a saint because he continually sought God. One Minute Monk, Abbot Placid Solari of Belmont Abbey. Benedictine monks do the same. Upon entering the monastery, a monk takes three vows. Commitment to live monastic life, stability in monastic life, and obedience. These vows are powerful words. By them, we define who we are. We state our identity. Then we spend a lifetime growing into that ideal. 
What about your own life? Who have you said that you are? Does your life honestly reflect your words? Is who you have said you are truly who you yearn to be? For your free copy of The Rule of St. Benedict, visit OneMinuteMonk.com. O-N-E-MinuteMonk.com. It's important to watch our words, choose them carefully, say what we mean, and, of course, live what we say. Howdy, this is Adrian Fonseca, producer of the Catholic Drive Time Show. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central and 7 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations, offering their clients a faith-based experience. They are online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you. Be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. It's great to be on with you. Praise be to God. Matthew Hoffman is our guest. He's translated a couple of books. We're talking about sacred betrayal right now. A widow raises her voice against the corruption of the Francis Papacy. And you can find this book at faithfulinsight.com. It's on Amazon, too, if I'm not mistaken. But Matthew, welcome back to the program. Thank you. Yes, it is on Amazon as well, definitely. So, um... I cut you off uh, right before the break. Unfortunately, we, that hard break uh, does that to a lot of people. But uh, so, what were you saying? Well, I was just going to add that he, uh, that Pope Francis actually reaffirmed uh, very publicly uh, Maradiaga's position as the coordinator of the Council of Cardinal Advisors. So it was sort of a, a, a way of trying to vindicate him, I think, in the face of all the accusations that have been made against him. Uh, really distressing, especially given the fact that that we know that Francis personally is aware, um, as are other members, high members of the Curia, um, uh, that uh, of of the accusations against Moradiaga. These are very credible accusations uh, that have been going on for years. So, yes, he is he is very powerful, and he continues to be very powerful. How how has this book uh, you were, you translated it from Spanish? I imagine. And is yes. it has it been getting good readership in the South in the Latin American countries? Well, the original yes, the original Spanish was published in Honduras and really didn't go outside of Honduras. So oh, this wow. is the first exposure to an international audience. We're hoping to do a, a Spanish translation in the future of of this new edition, um, which I think is improved over the previous edition anyway. Mm. So. Uh, we're hoping that we'll reach uh, more people in Latin America, but especially in Honduras itself, it's be, it's difficult to distribute this book anyway because the cardinal has such influence and power there that um, many bookstores uh, will tend not to carry it uh, as a result of, of not wanting to offend him, not wanting to offend powerful people in the church there. So I, that was going to be my follow-up question was, how are the faithful in Honduras about all of this? I mean, has anything changed there? Has it gotten better? Is it more of the same? Is it worse? It's definitely worse in the sense that over the decades that Moradiaga has been uh, in, in the, the, his leadership position, the, the number of Catholics in Honduras has plummeted. Wow. Uh, yes, they were going over to these sects like the Jehovah's Witnesses and, mm. the, uh, of course, the Evangelical Protestants. And uh, they're abandoning the church. And he's jeered in the streets. He really can't go out in public easily without facing 
a lot of opposition because uh, people consider him to be a very cynical sort of uh, uh, power broker, power player in Honduran politics, which is extremely corrupt. And right now there is, uh, the whole country is racked with scandals at the secular level, at the, at the level of civil government. And he's perceived as part of that establishment too. But he's well known. Uh, his, the accusations against him were well known in Honduras. And uh, there's a lot of cynicism about him. It's, it's done terrible damage there. And that's why we've got to talk about these things, even though we as Catholics don't want to just dredge up scandals for the sake of dredging up scandal. Uh, that has to be clear. This is not just an attempt to say, look at this person, he sinned. Well, who hasn't? Yeah. Who hasn't sinned? Um, and we, we can't be self-righteous about that or, or be sort of handing, handing around a salacious gossip just for entertainment or something like that. It's terrible. But in this case, we really do need to get the word out about this and insist on justice and insist on reform. Amen. So, uh, speaking of which, um, why is this something that has international uh, relevance? It seems like someone might argue, well, this is just a, you know, a Honduras thing. Why, why does this affect the church universally? Well, I would say one of the main reasons is that Moradiaga is the the coordinator of the Council of Cardinal Advisors, which is in charge of the reform of the Holy See itself and its whole structure. Uh, and if he's going to do that, certainly he, he should be free of, uh, of, of scandal uh, in, his, in his personal life and his administration of his own archdiocese. I don't see how you can you can inspire people to turn away from their their own corruption, which the Holy See has really got a terrible problem with corruption. Pope Francis is doing something about it, at least at the level of instituting uh, new rules, uh, which if they're enforced would be helpful. But how can you do that if you yourself are are up to your neck in corruption? Um, and if this is affecting an entire nation. Uh, if the nation of Honduras is experiencing such a, a terrible decline in, in the faithful as a result of these scandals, which, by the way, go, it, it, for example, they go into the seminary. The seminary had a terrible homosexual uh, scandal, uh, and when it was, there was an attempt to denounce it, Moradiaga quashed that. Uh, Pineda Fasquel, who was his, his auxiliary bishop, was accused of sexual predation against seminarians. So mm. this is affecting an entire country in the Catholic Church, and that matters too. Yeah, uh, it's very grave. Amen. It is very grave. Uh, we have about uh, five minutes or so left in our conversation with Matthew Hoffman. I want to turn to this other book that you've translated called "The Book of Gomorrah by Saint Peter Damian, and it's 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 related to this topic. Uh, the scandals that we are seeing with uh, uh, this homosexual behavior, either. Um, at all levels within the church, um, this is not new. This is something that's that's happened. It's been around, and the saints have even talked about it. Tell us about this book. Absolutely, it's. A, I think it's a very important book, uh, and that's why I translated it. Written in the uh, in the early part. Of, well, actually, say well, the early part of the second millennium. So, in other, in other words, we're talking about uh, before 1100 A.D. Uh, in the 11th century by St. Peter Damien, and it was a cry uh, uh, to the Pope to quash this terrible scandal of corruption um, among the priests uh, of, the, of his time. There was terrible corruption in the priesthood, particularly corruption involving uh, homosexual sodomy uh, among so many priests, and it's an unpleasant topic, but he had to raise his voice against it 
St. Peter Damien is a great example to us all as a man of great personal holiness, and that's what Pope Leo IX says to him in response to the Book of Gomorrah, which he wrote uh, as, uh, as an attempt to expose this terrible scandal and to, to encourage reform to, to, to stop it, uh, and to say that uh, the wrath of God was being brought down upon the church, which the whole church was suffering terribly during this time. Uh, people were losing their faith then uh, because of the terrible corruption in the priesthood that wasn't just uh, homosexuality. It was also priests living with concubines and living a very worldly existence and uh, all sorts of schisms. And so uh, this book is a great, uh, I think, uh, gives us a great inspiration. It also contains a biographical account uh, of the life of St. Peter Damien and his struggle against the corruption in the church, which is extremely inspiring. So the full title is The the Book of Gomorrah and St. Peter Damien's Struggle Against Ecclesiastical Corruption. And I think that when we see this, uh, this account, we read this account and we, we encounter St. Peter Damien, we are encouraged. We know that this has happened in the life of the church before. And uh, and finally, there was victory. We had some great reformer popes that came in and, and, and saved the day at that time. And it could happen again. Uh, God will not abandon his church. He may appear to have done so occasionally, uh, but actually he has not. And all of this works uh, for the purposes of divine providence. We need to just do our part to bring about reform and holiness in our own lives uh, following St. Peter Damien's example. This was, uh, he was alive during the 11th century and this was going on then. And um, there's a common saying nowadays is uh, people will say something along the lines of, you know, society is so bad today that if God doesn't punish us, then he owes Sodom and Gomorrah an apology because of how horrible society is today in comparison to Sodom and Gomorrah then. In the 11th century, why is it that the sin of sodomy keeps rising in, uh, in the clergy? Why It seems like this is, I, I would not have expected uh, this to be an issue in the 11th century. Well, the, the answer to that is that human nature doesn't change. People are tempted into sexual sin. Uh, I think in, in part it can be that it, it is a, a hazard that people face to some extent, if they're living in monastic communities, and uh, uh, even if they're they're not really homosexually inclined, they can begin to have thoughts and temptations uh, simply because, just like men in a prison, right? That's that can be part of it. And monasticism was a big deal at the time, much bigger than it is today. Uh, it, it should be a big deal today. We should see more monasticism, and the decline in monastic vocations is a troubling, troubling symptom of our times. But there's also the fact that uh, that People in the church sometimes are, sometimes people are attracted to the priesthood uh, and to monastic life because they have no intention of marrying anyway, and they maybe perceive that they can have an easier existence. And so Damien talks about this problem that uh, that homosexuals have tended to infiltrate and even try to, to, to climb the ladder of power in the church. And he cries out against this. He says, why do you, why do you seek the pinnacle of power in the church? You know, why are you doing this when you're in such terrible sin? And uh, and he, he notes that that it has a terrible effect on the whole life of the church when the clergy is corrupt. So it's always been a problem to some extent, and uh, and it, it's worse at some times and better at others. And we just need to be aware that it's a possibility that our clergy is not guaranteed to be free from sin. There's this clericalism that treats the clergy as if they're sinless is dangerous, and uh, we've got to be responsible for knowing our own faith. And, and being willing to stand up and tell our clergy with respect, with great respect for their authority, but, but with firmness that we expect the holiness of them just as we do of ourselves and that, uh, that uh, they need to teach the faith and defend it and live it in their own lives. 
Now, on one hand, we have about a minute and a half, two minutes left. On one hand, I see, yes, this the, the troubles, the scandals, like uh, this book, uh, Sacred Betrayals, d- illustrates this has been around for a long time. It's happened many times in the past. But, however, I might say there seems to be one difference for sure that uh, in the 11th century, I didn't see the church trying to change church teaching on the subject, whereas today, I mean, look at the German bishops, for instance. Uh, they, they, there's a push here to change church teaching on these issues. What say you, Matthew Hoffman? Absolutely. It's not just the, the, the German bishops. Our own bishops in the United States uh, are, are permitting all sorts of parishes to operate, publicly to operate these parishes. Uh, that that openly celebrate homosexual unions, that tell people that the behavior is okay, uh, and uh, really endorse their behavior. We have priests, of course, that are very very famous priests that go around doing this. And so, yes, it's an all-out assault on church doctrine, and that was not going on in, right. in, in the 11th century. You're correct. We are out of time. I'm sorry, Matthew, to cut you off, but where can we get uh, the Book of Gomorrah? Also on Amazon and other major booksellers, it's, okay. it's sold very widely. Check it out, faithfulinsight.com for sacred portrayals, and maybe look up uh, Book of Gomorrah on Amazon. But Matthew Hoffman, God bless you and God love you. Thank you for your time today. And that's going to do it for the first hour of Catholic Drive Time. Join us in the second hour. It's a little bit more fun, and prizes are given out today. All that coming up in the next hour. Check us out online at grnonline.com forward slash cdt. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. My Protestant friends say the Catholic Church has added a lot of man-made traditions to the Word of God. Is that true? No, it's not true. Protestants go by the written Word of God alone or sacred scripture alone. Catholics go by the entire Word of God as it is found in sacred scripture and sacred tradition. All of the Word of God was originally passed down as oral tradition. Eventually, some of it was written down. This became sacred scripture or written tradition. However, scripture itself tells us that not all the things that Jesus said and did were written down. That's where sacred tradition comes in. Paul says this about tradition. 2 Thessalonians 2.15 So then, brethren, stand firm and hold to the traditions which you were taught by us, either by word of mouth or by letter. Traditions taught by word of mouth and traditions taught by letter. Sacred scripture and sacred tradition. In 1 Corinthians 11.2, Paul commends them for maintaining the traditions as he has delivered them. Sacred scripture and sacred tradition. 2 Timothy 2 verse 2. And what you have heard from me before many witnesses entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. This is an instance in scripture of Paul commanding the passing on of oral tradition. 1 Thessalonians 2 verse 13. And we also thank God constantly for this, that when you received the word of God which you heard from us, you accepted it not as the word of men, but as what it really is, the word of God. They received as the word of God that which they heard, not simply that which they read in scripture. In other words, the Bible clearly supports the Catholic Church's teaching that the word of God is contained in both sacred scripture and sacred tradition. A beacon of truth in a troubled world. 
This is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. Gloryandshine.com, a generous underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Gloryandshine.com is a Catholic family-owned company making a variety of personal care products ranging from lotions, soap bars, gift boxes, body mist, beard care, and more. At Gloryandshine.com, they state their mission is to, quote, craft every product with deep intention while holding a vision of sharing the gospel. They are good for the body, mind, and soul, unquote. God love you, Gloryandshine.com. Thank you again. Welcome to your Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired. We love God. We ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information. From the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious. It's fun. It's your Catholic Drive Time. Now here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to God. You have survived it. You made it. It's Friday. Well done. The weekend is here. Almost, anyway. Right? I mean, got a couple hours, anyway. But it's a three-day weekend. Praise be to God, Memorial Day. And uh, I wonder how you're going to um, keep Memorial Day, remembering those who have given their lives for our country. Uh, I'm visiting with my dad. He's coming into town. Praise be to God. I'm excited about having him over at the house and getting to hang out with him a little bit. That is going to be a lot of fun. But uh, the team is here. Good morning to you, Janelle. Good morning, Joe. Yeah, praise be to God. It's good to have you back. Uh, now, Janelle, just so you know, announcement: Janelle's going to be joining the team uh, for her summer break at school. So we're good to ha- we're glad to have you here. Yes, I'm glad to be here. Yeah, praise God. Getting you up early is going to change your whole life. It's going to it's going to change everything. One <laughs> percent of humanity is capable of getting out of bed early. Really? Uh, I think it's less I, than that actually. Oh. So you are an elite group of human oh, persons. I'm a minority. A minority. There you <laughs> go. Speaking of which, Adrian Fonseca is here. Good morning to you, Adrian. Wait, what are you trying to say? That you uh, get out of bed early. I, what, it, what were you? What did you, I, did I, you think I was saying? Some, uh, no, what? I have no idea. Huh? I, I have no huh? idea what you mean. No, 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 caprindo. <laughs> no, no, no. What? I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, what are you guys doing for Memorial Day? Ooh, Memorial Day. I don't. I don't know. I, I guess sleeping in. Sleeping in. Sleeping Isn't in? that nice? Yeah, speaking of one percenters. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, I won't be, uh, I won't be the doing much on Memorial Day. I probably sleep in, and uh, but I will be uh, going to Louisiana. Going to go see uh, Saint Joan of Arc on Sunday and uh, do a rosary rally there for her feast day. The patroness of Louisiana. So, so Saint Joan of Arc's going to be there. Yeah, she is. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's my confirmation saint. And, but she's. You said you're going to go see her, so she's going to be there. Yeah, she's going to be there. Uh, exactly how? Her statues there. Her, oh, I see a statue her, of hers. Her relics there. are there, oh. and uh, and she's a saint, so she's going to be there. All right. Well, praise be to God. Um, so I wonder, dear audience, what are you doing to uh, celebrate or to keep in mind Memorial Day, the sacrifice of those who have given their lives for this country? You can comment if you'd like on our live video feeds over at uh, Facebook or over on YouTube or Twitter or even on our website, grnonline.com forward slash CDT. Let us know. We'd like to know that. We're going to talk to you in the second half of this hour about whatever it is you want to talk about. That's called the after show, and we're going to be having that conversation. However, in this first half of the hour, we're going to do Saints of the Day, Gospel of the Day, plus the breaking news stories, and we are also going to play our Fear and Trembling game show. And today is the day we pull out the prize and give it away. We're going to announce the name, but three chances to get in first. 
is still an opportunity. All you got to do is be our first caller. And if you want the phone number, well, I'll give it to you in a little bit. Or you can go to our website and find it right now and be on hold at uh, grnonline.com forward slash CDT. Our prize sponsor this week, apodandherpees.com. Thank you very much, Apod. And her peas.com. We just uh, wrapped up a great conversation with Matthew Hoffman about his book, Sacred Betrayals. We're, we're going to post that conversation on our YouTube channel and Facebook and elsewhere. You can find it also linked up at grnonline.com forward slash CDT. Oh, by the way, reminder real quick before we jump to prayer. Monday, the team won't be here. We'll be off. So we're going to play a best of show. A show. And uh, it'll be great. So if you're listening on Monday, praise be to God, but no live show on Monday. Uh, let's pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. And now the headlines with Janelle Lay. Some good pro-life news. 36 states now have laws stopping infanticide and protecting babies who survive abortions. In other news, black Catholics see continued progress on the road to canonization for saintly six. The Epic Times writes about rescuing sex trafficking victims, saying it's worth it if we can save one life. According to Lieutenant Michael Landrum of Texas's Montgomery County Sheriff's Office, sex traffickers can be anyone. Landrum heads up the county's Narcotics, Vice, and Human Trafficking Unit. The unit is also part of the Houston-based Human Trafficking Rescue Alliance. Landrum has worked on anti-sex trafficking operations for seven years, and over that time, the approach has changed markedly. The domestic sex trafficking industry is growing in the United States. It's well-organized and well-networked, and predators employ masterful manipulation techniques to gain mental and physical control of their targets. In Texas alone, more than 79,000 children are being trafficked for sex, according to a study by the University of Texas in Austin. Twice a month, during joint operations with surrounding cities and counties, the team will make contact with at least 16 potential victims on average. Of those, they usually rescue three to five victims. Landrum's team also conducts undercover operations targeting buyers. In mid-April, they arrested 27 buyers in a two-day operation. Life News says a pro-life group launches a $2 million ad campaign highlighting humanity of unborn children. Today, the national pro-life group Susan B. Anthony List announced the launch of an initial $2 million television ad campaign asserting the humanity of unborn children. The ad buy is a response to news that the U.S. Supreme Court will review a Mississippi law limiting abortion after 15 weeks of pregnancy. The 2018 legislation passed by overwhelming majorities in the state legislature was signed by then-Governor Phil Bryant. The 30-second ad will air on national cable, including on Lifetime, Hallmark, and Bravo Networks, as well as select streaming services and in the Washington, D.C. media market on top news stations. SBA List President Marjorie Denefelser said by 15 weeks, children in the womb have fully formed noses and lips, eyelids and eyebrows. They can suck their thumb and even feel pain. Across the country, state lawmakers acting on the will of the people have introduced nearly 550 pro-life bills, 70 already acted so far this year. 
aimed at res- recognizing those facts and humanizing our laws. We are eager to further educate the nation about these realities and are hopeful that the law will soon catch up to the science. The Supreme Court announced it will consider the question of whether all pre viability bans on abortion are unconstitutional. In 1973, unborn children were considered viable at around 28 weeks. Since that time, the concept of viability has shifted. Premature babies can survive at 22 weeks, if not earlier, with active care. From the National Catholic Register, Pope Francis appoints Archbishop Arthur Roche as successor to Cardinal Seurat. Pope Francis appointed Archbishop Arthur Roche on two- Thursday as the Prefect of the Vatican Congregation for Divine Worship and the Discipline of the Sacraments. Roche, the current secretary for the congregation, succeeds Cardinal Robert Sara, who served as its prefect for six years until the Pope accepted his resignation in Friday at the age of 75. The Vatican announced the English Archbishop's appointment on May 27, along with the nomination of Italian Bishop Vittorio Francesco Viola of Tortona as the congregation's secretary, and Spanish Monsignor Aurelio Garcia Marcias as undersecretary. Roche, 71, has worked in the Divine Worship Congregation since his appointment by Benedict XVI in 2012. Let us pray for him and his ministry. And those are your headline news for this lovely Friday morning. God love you. The saint of the day is Blessed Lanfranc of Canterbury. Blessed Lanfranc of Canterbury was born in 1005 in Pavia, Italy. After a liberal education in England, he went to Normandy and entered the monastery at Bec, where he opened a famous school. An opponent of the doctrines of Berengarius, he succeeded in having the Catholic doctrine defined at the Lateran Council of 1059. He obtained the papal dispensation for the, marriages, the marriage of William, Duke of Normandy, to Matilda of Flanders. And after William's invasion of England in 1066, Lanfranc was made Archbishop of Canterbury. He secured the primacy of the See of Canterbury over that of York and helped reform the church in Scotland and prevented many ruptures between the king and the pope over the question of tithes. In the struggle over investitures, he consistently, and he consistently upheld the rights of the church. Lanfranc probably advised the king. To name William Rufus his successor, and he subsequently made constant effort to check the, the evil deeds of the latter. He died on the 24th of May in 1089 in Canterbury, England. Blessed Lanfranc of Canterbury, pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from Mark chapter 11, verses 11 through 26. Jesus entered Jerusalem and went into the temple area. He looked around at everything, and since it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. The next day, as they were leaving Bethany, he was hungry. Seeing from a distance a fig tree and leaf, he went over to see if he could find anything on it. When he reached it, he found nothing but leaves. It was not the time for figs. And he said to it in reply, May no one ever eat of your fruit again. And his disciples heard it. They came to Jerusalem, and on entering the temple area, he began to drive out those selling and buying there. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who were selling doves. He did not permit anyone to carry anything through the temple area. Then he taught them, saying, 
Is it not written, My house shall be called a house of prayer for all peoples? But you have made it a den of thieves. The chief priests and the scribes came to hear of it, and were seeking a way to put him to death, yet they feared him, because the whole crowd was astonished at his teaching. When evening came, they went out of the city. Early in the morning, as they were walking along, they saw the fig tree withered to its roots. Peter remembered and said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree that you cursed has withered. And Jesus said to them in reply, Have faith in God. Amen, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will happen, it shall be done for him. Therefore I tell you, all that you ask for in prayer, believe that you will receive it, and it shall be yours. When you stand to pray, forgive anyone against whom you have a grievance, so that your Heavenly Father may in turn forgive your transgressions. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, today, I was going through the commentaries that I was looking at over on Verboom, uh, verboom.com forward slash GRN is generously underwriting our, our commentary on the gospel passages. And uh, Malachi 3, 1 through 4 came up. And there were several other Old Testament references about prophecies that the Lord would come and judge the people, especially in regards to the temple. And I want you to chew on that today. Go look up Malachi 3, 1 through 4 and pray and meditate upon that. Let us have faith and let us recognize the coming of our Lord and his presence in our life. Adrian, what did you find? Yes, uh, there's a lot here as usual, and especially here because <laughs> it's a long passage. There's about 10 different ways to take to take this. Uh, but I want to focus on the, on the fig tree for a second and then go to the scourging that our Lord does. Uh, the fig tree, real quick, uh, is a symbol of the spiritual life. How is it a symbol of a spiritual life? Well, the fig tree is supposed to bear fruit, just like us as disciples of our Lord are to bear fruit. We're supposed to produce, uh, we're supposed to produce rewards. We're supposed to, get, our Lord gives us talents and we're supposed to multiply them. Yet those who do not bear fruit, what happens? Well, even that which is given will be taken away from thee. And so to hear the fig tree is a symbol of spiritual life because the, uh, the fig tree did not bear fruit. And instead of being uh, healed from that, uh, what was not there, even what it had was taken away, that being his life, the very life itself. And so the fig tree withers and dies, so too. And whenever we commit mortal sin, our soul withers and dies. And if we remain in mortal sin, our souls will wither and die for eternity and eternal death. And our Lord here also, he scourges the people. He crafts a a whip out of his own hands. He creates something. The only time we see our Lord create something in scripture. And what does he do? He scourges the people and drives them out with righteous anger. And people will often say, that's overused passage. And yes, sometimes it is an overused passage to justify anger. But it is a true statement. We have to look at it and recognize there is truth here that our Lord hates people who defile his house. And so we must have respect for his house. We must have respect for our Lord's law. Otherwise, our Lord will come uh, and drive us out of his temple. And woe to us on that day. Woe to us on that day. Yay and amen. All right, that's going to do it for the verboom.com forward slash GRN gospel reflection today. Uh, like how I did that? Yeah, pretty slick. But coming up after this very short break is the game show. And prizes are given out today. 
If you would like your chance to win, well, you better call right now, 877-757-9424. Call right now, 877-757-9424. We'll be right back. We all know children have a natural innocence and a sense of wonder. Yet our world is full of distractions that can pull families in the wrong direction. But with the help of God and a church family, your children can grow in the security of faith, hope, and love. Weekly Mass provides that critical faith foundation needed in life. So if your family hasn't been to Mass in a while, we'd like to invite you home. Discover more at catholicscomehome.org. Protestants like to use James 2, 10 through 11 against the Catholic doctrine of mortal and venial sin because James says, whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point has become guilty of all of it. But James can't be denying the doctrine of mortal and venial sin because in 1.15 he affirms it, saying that sin in its beginning stages doesn't bring death, venial sin, whereas it does in its more mature stages, mortal sin. The point James is making in James 2, 10 through 11 is that we must keep all the commandments in order to avoid incurring the guilt of transgressing the law. We can't say to the Lord on Judgment Day, Lord, I only broke one commandment but kept the other nine. So James 2, 10 through 11 is simply a misfire in trying to take down the Catholic belief of mortal and venial sin. I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. For 2,000 years, we've helped the poor and comforted the sick. We've educated generations of children, developed the scientific method and college system. We support marriage and human life. Guided by the Holy Spirit, we compiled the Bible. We are the Catholic Church. With over one billion in our family, sharing in the fullness of Christian faith in the church started by Jesus. If you've been away, visit catholicscomehome.org today. Welcome home. Welcome to another round of fear and trembling. <laughs> the Catholic trivia game show that helps you work out your salvation by the seat of your pants. It's a 50-50 chance and prizes are involved. Avoid the weeping and gnashing of teeth. Call now to take your shot. 877-757-9424. And now your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time and Fear and Trembling, the Catholic Trivia Game Show, where we like to have, um, let's just say, a secret and hidden agenda. We like to do a few things, uh, but we don't want you to tell anybody about it, okay? So just kind of keep it between us. But one, we like to teach the faith. So you always tend to learn something you probably didn't know before. Number two, we like to have a good time while we're doing it, and our contestants tend to be Good sports and a lot of fun, and they like to laugh with us, so that's always awesome. And then, of course, we give out prizes, and that makes it a winner for everybody involved. And today is the day we give out the prize. So today we'll be pulling a name, uh, praise be to God. But if you're just joining us and you're trying to figure this whole thing out, Fear and Trembling is a Catholic trivia game show. I have official Catholic trivia questions. I'm showing them to our live video stream right now, if you're hanging out with us on video. But here's the kicker. I don't ask the caller these questions, so they don't technically need to know the answers in order to win. They can still win and not know any of these answers. That's because I will ask Janelle, and I'll ask 
Adrian, one of them will be right and the other will be wrong. The caller will have 15 seconds on the clock to make a decision. Who do they trust more, Janelle or Adrian? And every right answer goes into the coffee cup of divine providence to win this week's prize. Now, the prize this week is generously underwritten by apodandherpeas.com. Apodandherpeas.com. Andrea over there has generously given us two very high-quality rosary powers. Uh, these are very nice. Okay, this is not the cheap stuff. This is the upscale stuff, and they are beautiful, beautiful Catholic artwork and design, well-crafted, and to keep your rosary safe in your pocket or your purse. Apodandherpeas.com. Thank you very much for generously underwriting our prize, and we will be calling out the name today for the winner. All right, so that is how the game is played. Let's go to our phones. I want to thank those that tried to call in today. Praise be to God. Thank you for trying. If you don't get on the show today, try Monday. Brand new prize, brand new opportunity. Call in early. Tuesday. Tuesday. Thank you for correcting me. No game on Monday. Hmm. Okay, so Tuesday. Tuesday's a new opportunity. Oh, that means next week your chances are even better because less names in the cup. All right, let's go to the phones here. Uh, good morning to you, Dominic, from Bulverde, Texas. Thanks for being on our show today. You're welcome. Praise be to God, Dominic. Uh, it's good to hear your voice, sir. Um, now, are you on your way to school today, or are you already off? Already off. Already off. How much time off do they give kids these days? Do you like? Uh, do you get like four? Is it a four-day weekend? I'm off for the summer. Off for the summer. I'm super jealous. Are you guys gonna like? What do you got plans? You're gonna go skydiving, shark diving, climb Everest. What are you gonna do? Uh, maybe go to the beach. Hey now, they're gonna come visit the GRN studio. <laughs> That's what you're gonna do. Is come visit <laughs> us in the studio. The beach is better, Dominic. I'm just gonna say that. But uh, praise be to God, Dominic. We're glad you're here. Are you ready to play? Yes. All right. Here we go. Let's just see how this goes. This could be all easy question Friday. I don't know. We're gonna start with Janelle. Janelle, are you ready? I'm ready. Are you sure? Yes, I am. Are you sure? I'm so ready. Janelle, can you tell me who founded the Jesuits? Who founded the Jesuits? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that it's St. Francis Xavier. Really? Yes. Pretty sure? Very sure. Like, scale of 1 to 10, how sure are you? I'd say a 9. Really? Yeah. Pretty sure. Who did you say again? St. Francis Xavier. St. Francis Xavier. Hmm. Let's go to to Adrian. Adrian, can you tell me who founded the Jesuits? I thought she was going to say St. Jesuitus. Uh, but I, I'm going to go with uh, Ignatius of Loyola. Of what? Loyola. L- Loyola. Okay. Loyola? Mm-hmm. I don't know. So your answer is St. Ignatius of Loyola. And Emily's answer was St. Saint... answer. <laughs> All week long. Nothing but that. Okay. Janelle has said St. Francis Xavier, correct? Yes, that's correct. All right, so Janelle, St. Francis Xavier, Adrian, St. Ignatius of Loyola. Dominic, save me here. Who's right, who's wrong? 15 seconds. What say you? Adrian. Survey says... There we go. Yeah, good job, Dominic. Well done, sir. Well done. Uh, That was easy, right, Dominic? You knew that. Or are you is there like is there like a phone a friend going on there? You got someone googling answers and telling you what the deal is in the background. I'm I'm hearing some I like I hear a crack research team going on there. Uh, but uh, 
congratulations. You are in the coffee cup of divine providence. Well done, sir. You get two more tries. Let's try to increase your opportunity. We're going to go to uh, Adrian this time. Adrian, uh, can you tell dangerous. me what is the inordinate desire for temporal goods called? What is the inordinate desire for temporal goods called? Um, that would be gluttony. 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 Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see what Janelle has to say. Janelle, can you tell me what is the inordinate desire for temporal goods called? Hmm. The inordinate desire for temporal goods. I'm going to go for avarice. Avarice. Or is it avarice? Avarice. Avarice. I'm going to go with avarice as well. Avarice. Uh, as far as how to say it. Ava Rice. A- is it? No. <laughs> Stop it. It's avarice. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. Janelle says it's avarice. Adrian says it's gluttony. 15 seconds on the clock. This could be tricky. 15 seconds on the clock. Who's right? Who's wrong? Dominic, what say you? Adrian. Survey says... I'm so sorry. Ouch, Dominic. I'm sorry. But uh, Adrian has, in fact, fooled you. Um, Sorry. Yeah. Avarice (sighs) avarice is another word for greed. Yes. Now, so uh, temporal goods, right? They could be like my neighbor's uh, Ford F-150 Raptor, midnight blue, uh, right? That could be like I could have like an inordinate connection or desire for that thing. And that would be, would that be avarice? Uh, yes, that would be avarice. Desire for uh, temporal, so material things, whereas uh, gluttony is an overindulgence in typically food and drink, but actually it can also refer to <laughs> it's close. Uh, wealth as well. It's, it's close. Yeah, so. Well, gluttony doesn't refer to wealth. It re- food, drink, like no, it can, cheeseburgers. It can pizza. also refer to overindulgence in any material thing, actually. Oh, I see, yeah. I see, I see. That's so a little a little tricky. It was a lot tricky, to be honest. But, Dominic, don't fret. You're already in the cup. You could still win this thing. But you get one more chance here. Let's just see how it goes. To Janelle, we go. Janelle, can you tell me, what is the term for the second coming of Christ? Mm, okay, I can so when Jesus left to go to heaven, it was called the Ascension. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when Jesus comes back to earth, it's going to be called the Descension or the Descent. <laughs> the, the Descension. The Descension. That's, that, okay. Descension. Brilliant. Okay. Absolutely brilliant. Okay. The opposite of the Ascension. I see where you're going with that. Yeah. I see. I see. Let's go with Adrian. Adrian, can you tell me? I'm not laughing. Let's get a little cough. What is the term for the second coming of Christ? Yes, that would be the parousia. The parousia. The parousia. Okay. Uh, is that like Greek? I, uh, actually, I don't know. I think it I, is Greek. It's, sure it's, it's either Greek. Greek or Latin, but Greek. I'm going to go with Greek. Usia sounds like Greek. It's, it's very Greek. Yeah. It's all Greek to me. All right, so Adrian is on the hook for parousia as the second coming of Christ, and Janelle is on the hook for descension. Yes. As the opposite of ascension. Oh, yeah. For the second coming of Christ. 15 seconds on the clock. Who's right? Who's wrong? Dominic, what say you? Adrian. Survey says... Two for three. There we go. Duh. Duh. Good <laughs> job, Dominic. You are two for three in the cup. How do you feel? Good. All right, uh, Janelle, I need you to get his name in there. Mix yes, it sir. up. Uh, mix it up really good. We have about a minute to get this done. So mix it up really well, and then we will drum roll and get the... Uh, 
pull the name out now, Dominic. Okay, so a truth in advertising. You did great, by the way. Those were tricky questions, but it, it it has to be God's will that your name is pulled out of that cup. So hang tight. It may be you. It may not. Either way, we are so grateful you played today. You're always a lot of fun to hang out with. All right, Janelle, do you have a name? I do. Are you sure? It's a little stubborn coming Okay. Out. All right. We have a name. Who is she it? is drawing it out. She's unrolling. The drum roll. Keep going. <laughs> the long drum roll. I'm getting wow, tired. Wow, you're <laughs> leaving us. Hey, we have Bridget. Bridget. Yes. Congratulations, Bridget. Bridget, if you're listening, um, I didn't get your number last time. I'm so sorry. So if you... Oh. Um, <laughs> She was from Maryland, right? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Call back, Bridget. Yes, please call call back so we can get your number. 877-757-9424. Call us so we can connect you. Dominic, you didn't win, but you were a a great contestant today. Thank you for playing with us. Thank you. God God bless you. Have a great uh, Memorial Day weekend with your family, Dominic, and enjoy the beach. We want to hear the report when it's available, all right? Mm Mm-hmm. God love you, brother. Have a great day. God love your family, too. And that is going to do it, my friends, for the uh, radio side of our program today. Praise be to God. We are going to go into the after show. It's a live video stream on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, but also right on our website at grnonline.com forward slash cdt. By the way, I sent that email with that exclusive content with Deacon Harold Burke Sivers. If you didn't get that, if you're not on our email list, you can sign up on our website at grnonline.com forward slash cdt. We'll see you in the after show, and we'll see you back Tuesday, because Monday we're off. It's going to be a best of episode. Back here live Tuesday. God love you. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. Praise be to Jesus Christ in all things. Welcome to the after show of Catholic Drive Time, where we conversate with you about whatever it is is on your mind. You're able to steer the conversation just simply by commenting on the uh, on the com box, whether you're on Facebook or YouTube. But can I just tell you, please do us a favor, take a moment and smash the share button and the like. Um, you know, this morning. Bruce Toman sort of <laughs> confirmed some of the shadow banning that goes on, on, especially on Facebook. He has personally made sure that he has subscribed, he has uh, put on notifications and all of those things, and still he did not get a notification today about our show going live. So even, even by following the rules, we are seeing some of that going on. So do us a favor. And even, you know, on, on YouTube side, the like and the share and comments – actually have more gravitas in the algorithm than a subscription does. Please do subscribe. Please do ring the bell notification. But that like and that share are very, very important as well, whether it's on YouTube, Facebook, or elsewhere. So please, please help us with that. That'd be very, very, very great. All right. uh, Praise be to God. I would love to know, what are you going to do for Memorial Day weekend? So if you could let us know, we'd like to read some of that stuff too. Plus, whatever, whatever is on your mind today, whatever your... uh, 
you know, your thoughts, your your questions are. We'd like to answer some of those as well. So let me just thank some folks that are going to that are hanging out with us today. Susan, good morning to you. Eric Rodriguez, good morning. Of course, uh, Sienna was on, and uh, Dominic, of course, praise be to God, he was our contestant. Uh, let's see, Angelo, good morning to you. And now, Angelo's daughter, Alexandria Noel, is graduating from East Central High School. Congratulations. Congratulations. Oh, well done. Praise be to God. I um, think that deserves a Amen. Because, you know, Amen. she definitely would not have been able to graduate if God didn't do it. <laughs> Amen. Praise be to God. It was the will of God that she graduate from high school. It was the will of God. <laughs> Amen. We're going to be praying for you, Alexandria Noel. Well done. Congratulations. We're very, we're very excited for you. Monica said her daughter, uh, Vivian, is graduating from pre-K today. What? <gasps> Cool. That's super awesome. Praise Way be to, to God. Way to go, Vivian. Do you guys remember um, the feeling when you graduated high school? Like you felt free? You remember that? No. no. I didn't walk. <laughs> this is the graduation ceremony. See, you didn't seriously have that feeling of freedom? I did. I had that great feeling of freedom. Uh, I remember very well. Of course, I had already enlisted in the Marine Corps. Oh, so that I, doesn't sound like a lot of freedom. So man. I knew where I was going, but uh, I felt like... Oh, this is great. Finally free. Finally free to uh, to pursue the world. That was the feeling I think I had. I really liked high school. Yeah. And then I really liked college. So I, I like school. I'm kind of weird. My feelings of college are vastly different. Um, <laughs> I can't wait to go back and spend the rest of my life in school. Uh, okay. Well, I'm just going to go awkward. and get as many degrees as I possibly it's can. I know Dominican. people like that. But uh, sure, that's helpful. To society, I don't care oh, about society. I think, oh, my, okay. uh, I think a, a priest at my parish has like seven different degrees. Yeah, um, why not? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> apparently they're just giving a pass to all those loans anyway. So I'll, there you I'll go. I'll go get my master's, then my STL, and then my STD. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, where was I? Let me just thank some folks here, Mr. Thomas Anderson. Welcome back to the show. Good morning to you. Thank you for hanging out with us, William Hemsworth. God bless you, my brother. Thank you for hanging out with us today as well. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Tammy, good morning. Good morning. Monica, good morning to you. Valentin, good morning to you. Uh, Alaric, praise be to God. It's good to have you back. Priestly ordinations are this weekend for the FSSB. Today, in fact, prayers for them. Amen. Now, that's going to be up in Nebraska. I had the pleasure of going there in 2012. I think it was 2012. No, 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 no. 2015. I think it was 2015. Uh, to see my friend, uh, Father Mullane, being ordained a priest in the FSSB. And, that, and they, they did the ordinations at the chapel on the university there, and it was gorgeous and beautiful. It was an incredible experience. Praise be to God. Let's see, who else is on? Who's on Facebook? Uh, Chris Chance is on. He had a lot good of morning. good things to say. Uh, Chris said, uh, surprised if you like college that are spending a class with me. No, Chris, you're the reason why I... And did enjoy college. Aww. Aww. Mary said, "Traveling from <laughs> Buffalo to <laughs> to Ogdensburg Aug- 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 for an ordination to the priesthood." Cool. Um, let's That's see. Awesome. Who am I missing? Janelle's Ooh, Mel- there. Yes. Uh, Melanie Maureen. says, "Good morning. We put our house up for sale and are prepping it." What? Oh. Where are you? Where are you moving to? 
and we'll be praying for the you, quick sale. And will you be you using real estate for life? Yes, <laughs> realestateforlife.org. Mm. <laughs> Buddy is on. Buddy said the same for me. I graduated in June and was on the yellow footprints in July. Yeah. The yellow footprint. Now, Buddy, oh, I want to go off. I, I could spend the rest of the hour just talking about that experience. Remember when you got off the plane and there was no one to greet you at the gate? And you're like, where do I go? What do I do? And you don't know. But somehow, some way, you ended up, You everybody ends up at that door and you're just standing around, no one to tell you what to do or what's going on, what's up, what's down. And then you're all just kind of waiting, and then the bus shows up, and that DI comes off that bus and immediately starts screaming at you. Like, those were good times, weren't they? Good times. Good times. Lori, good morning to you. Gloria, uh, good morning to you. Praise be to God. Don and Joaquin, good morning to you. Who else is on? Uh, Melanie is on, and Maureen is on. Joaquin, Don, uh, you already said that. Uh, Bruce, Jeff, and I think that's it. Oh, Jesus, my good friend, um, is on with us. And you know, I think I'll just leave this playing for the next 10 hours because people were asking for no, a no, no. Jesus is a friend of mine. People marathon. weren't asking. Eric, several, who several likes to, who likes to uh, stir the, the pot. There's like 30 people. Like 50 people asked for it. Make 100 50 people. people? Like 100 that sounds people. like an exaggeration. Do we have 50 people on with us? I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure 100% of everybody was on was Uh, asking about that. And Buddy asked, what book are you using when you reference Cornelius Lapide? Please excuse my spelling and where where can I order it? Uh, So there's a number of places. You can get it for free online just by looking up Cornelius Lapide. And you spelled it right. You just have to put a space in between A and Lapide. And then it's you need an IE. So it's a loppy day and then IE for the end of that word. Uh, but the Cornelius part, you got right. And the, uh, just look up Cornelius loppy day commentary on the gospels. It'll pop up online. There's like 10 different places to find them online and you can read them there for free. Um, you can also get a digital copy from Verboom as uh, they have it as well. Uh, and then you can get physical copy. I think the fraternity, uh, the FSSP, their press puts out Cornelius loppy day's commentaries in physical copy. So you can get that. Uh, but today I was actually reading from uh, the Catena Aurea, the golden chain of St. Thomas Aquinas. And the same thing there. You just look up Thomas Aquinas commentaries on the Gospels or Catena Aurea and you can find that uh, today. So there you go. Praise be to God. Let's see. Lori went to Victoria to see Father Don Calloway last night. Nice. He was on fire. Yeah. I've listened to him. He's awesome. Yeah, he He's is. He's really fun. We've had him on a few times. He's wonderful. Yeah, we gave away a talk from uh, me and Emily, or Emily and I rather, did an interview with with Father uh, Calloway for the uh, Sherathon last year. Yeah, amen. Or last time. It was not a year ago. Uh, Bruce Toman says he really enjoyed grad school, but the whole making money thing became a factor. <laughs> <laughs> money. Money. I, yeah. Pro- the professional students, right? You know, it's like escaping the world, but then they, the world catches up to them. You know? That is so funny. Tammy said... Uh, I, I set my alarm for 6 o'clock in the morning, so when it goes off, I know it's time for CDT to come on. Amen. Awesome. Now, there, there's the bell notification that we're talking yeah, about. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Praise be to God. Thank you for that. Let's see. Who else is on? Hey, Sus Robles, friend of the channel, of course, is on with us. Good morning to you. Praise be to God. Um, uh, let's see. Who else? Mr. Thomas said, uh, Adrian, get a degree in medicine. Very profitable. Uh, <laughs> hmm. Honestly, I would hate it. 
Mm-hmm. I would be. I would despise myself. Adrian as a doctor. Yeah, scary. no. Oh, not, yeah, as, that as is a medical scary, doctor. Isn't it? As a medical doctor, I'm not sure I would go. I'm not sure I would go to Doctor Fonseca. Adrian Fonseca. Bored out of my mind. I just want to study theology and philosophy. That's it. I don't want to do anything else. I don't want to make money. I don't care. Yeah, forty-one. Eric, is today your birthday, Eric? What? You know oh. what that means, Eric? That means Jesus. Is no, no, that's what he was Eric, tell us, what do you want? You want what do you want? Well, tradition demands that we sing to Eric to uh, wish him oh, a happy birthday. So, uh, I don't know. I, don't know I, if I, I apologize that. in advance. I think we ought to do that. I mean, uh, we owe it to him, Eric. We owe it to you. It's a, it's a, it's a sacred duty we have. A sacred duty. To, uh, to wish happy birthdays to our audience. Don't you think? Don't you agree? Adrian, uh, I don't want to hurt my uh, the audience. I, 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 now, I care for my the audience way too much. At my house, um, when when we ha- one of our kids, you know, we have six kids, two grandkids. Praise be to God. But when one of them has a birthday, you know, the tradition is that I, I serenade my child. <laughs> uh, uh, and serenade. I don't think and, that, that's uh, the word they would use. Mm. I, I do. <laughs> mm. <laughs> You know, in my in my so to continue house, that's the, the that's, called, that's called child abuse. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, let's sing together, okay? You ready? Uh, you ready? Okay. From the from the top, everybody. Hmm. I don't think that's the I right think, note. I don't think that's on key. What note was that, by the way? Do we, I don't <laughs> even know. <laughs> it's like I don't think right, it was a from note. From the top, uh, <laughs> all the pro, all the pros do that though, don't they? It's like I don't know why they're doing it, but they're. Hmm, like, okay. To get everybody on the right key. Yeah. <laughs> what, what? I don't even know what a key is. I got a key on a keychain. That's about it. Uh, right. I'll, I'll spare you all. Good grief. <laughs> Happy birthday, Eric. Poor Eric. I was going to, uh, I was going to just launch straight into it, but for the sake of civility. Eric, I, tell I us what refrain. you want. We'll give you whatever it is that you desire. Dan Vicaro said you should probably be humming instead of singing. <laughs> that may not be much better, to be honest with you. Lori said, what key is that? <laughs> Uh, yeah, poor Mr. Thomas is like, don't do it. Play, <laughs> play Jesus is my friend instead. Oh, this is this is the thing that Eric told me to put on the board. So, yes, Eric wanted uh, the uh, X Files um, theme song played. So there, I put it on the I put it on my stream deck just for you, Eric. So there you go, <laughs> Christopher Chance. Please don't sing, Joe. <laughs> But then he says, birthday throat singing only at yeah. CDT. Oh, no, we should do uh, the like the uh, Mongolian throat Mongolian singing. Mongolian throat that singing. That is terrifying. That is amazing. It's mesmerizing. It's, I don't know about mesmerizing. It's like it's the most mesmerizing thing to watch a, people do. That. I have Not sleep me. apnea, so like I make those kinds of sounds when I sleep because I can't breathe. <laughs> so Yeah. And then there was like right before the pandemic struck, there was a Mongolian rock band. Really? That was making uh, waves in like all across the world. Their, their, their video became viral. So they got a tour. They got to come to America and tour America doing Mongolian rock music. What does that even sound like? I have no idea. I'm kind of. I don't even want to look. <laughs> they it call up. them I'm the, scared. the Wolfpack Clan or something. I can't remember. Clan. But this is uh, not getting better. <laughs> and it's just the most mesmerizing thing to to watch to watch these people sing rock and Mongolian throat singing all at the same time. Kind of crazy. I think Dan wants you to sing my way. My way. 
Uh, go like going my way, or I was thinking uh, Frank Sinatra. Oh, I, I want it my way. I did it my way. Something like that. I don't even know the lyrics to that song. Uh-huh. Gazoo for you, Joe. <laughs> I, don't even, what? I don't know what that means. I don't, Gazoo. Uh, I don't know what that means either. I uh, Christopher Chan says I saw their video. The Mongolian rock band was awesome. Joe, whatever you do, do not, do not the who? read That's Tammy's what they're called. Uh, comment on YouTube. <laughs> Whatever you do. Uh, Josh Patterson reminds us, uh, The Who. That's the name of the band, The Who. Huh. Look them up, Adrian. I don't know if we can play how, a how sampling. The Who so I'll read, I'll tell you what, I'll read Tammy's comment if you look up The Who. No, no, no. I say uh, don't read Tammy's comment. Read who Tammy's comment. Do not read you got, Tammy's comment. I'll read it. Don't, don't read worry. It. Got, do not read Tammy's comment. Do do not? Do not. I thought you said read it. No, 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 no. Is there a reason why I wouldn't? I, you, it's horrible. It's a disaster. Let me just take a look real quick. Uh, no, just take a quick look. See, it, you it, look for the There's who, nothing good I'll there. Look. There's nothing good there. It's are you making fun of scandal. Tammy? It's only going to cause scandal. Tam- Give Tammy her Tammy's rights. been a nice super fan. I'm not sure what the problem is mm, here. Tammy deserves Let's just take a look. See here. It says, <laughs> Tammy says, the horns of the apocalypse are appropriate for happy birthday. <laughs> yes, they are. Ooh, Eric on the other Tammy. hand says Grito for the Good leader. call. Good I call. Have, I think we should have Joe Grito for his birthday. <laughs> then you have to come over and step on my toe. Because that's, <laughs> that's about the only way that's going to work Ooh. out well. Is that, is that what it sounds like to you? <laughs> yes, it sounds like someone's stepping on somebody else's toe. Ouch. Pretty much that's how it goes. Um, Grito for the B-Day. That's what Eric wants. You you did tell him anything he wanted. It's true. I did say that. So there you go. Hold and on. I'm looking at Lots who? of shenanigans on a Friday Many after show. Many shenanigans. Many shenanigans. Shenanigans. The Who. Mongolian The Who. The Who. The Who. Okay. What do you got there? Let's see if I got it. Who is it? We're going to maybe play a little sample of this Mongolian rock band. I'm uh, so sorry. Just to, just to illustrate what we were saying. I have no idea what's about to play. I'm so sorry. <laughs> is there a video you can put on? Uh, it'll take me a second. It's loud. Okay. Yeah, Push this is nice. the Who, the Mongolian rock group. It seems pretty crazy. But this, they literally like blew up, got viral. And then the pandemic hit, and then that was the end of their viralness. And the, That's good. The poor fellas had to go back to Mo- Mongolia. Was that it? Uh, no, but okay. Father Larry Richard says the theme song of those in hell is I Did It My Way. Stay Amen. away from this song. Preach it, brother, from New Hampshire. <clears throat> degenerate music. Did you hear that, Josh? Frank Sinatra's degenerate music. Yes. <laughs> Me and him were arguing about this yesterday. Oh, Josh is a fan of Sinatra? Yeah. Really? Josh is a fan of jazz as well. Oh. Jazz. Oh, I see. And jazz is degenerate as well. Oh, this isn't their best song. I just looked up whatever came up first. Like, this isn't the one that went viral. Fast forward this real quick. Let's get to some throat singing. There you go. Look at this craziness. Can you see this craziness? Like, this is wild. This has got to be worse than Frank Sinatra. Oh, it's definitely worse than Frank Sinatra. Why are we playing it? Because it's just, it's, it's, you're trying to. There's no singing. You're trying to understand with your mind what you're seeing. Like, the guitar is supposed to be shaped like a bow and arrow. Like, look at this. Rock music with throat singing. Nothing good for comfort. I, I, what? I, I, I don't even know what to say. All right, that's good. That's okay. enough. I'm confused. That's enough that of that. That was scandalous. Yes. <laughs> the Who also made a song for Star Wars? Really? Oh, I never heard that one. Maybe for the um, alien uh, band scene or something. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing that could I think. I, I don't know. That, that would make sense. Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, wow. Josh thinks you're bad for internet. Yeah, Adrian. <laughs> and he's probably right about that. Por qué? Uh, poor K, he says. 
All right. <clears throat> what else? That's Latin for um, why. Dan says two mice are in a bar. One mouse says to the other, are you getting the vaccine? The other mouse says, hell no. They haven't finished testing it on humans yet. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Ouch. That's good, though. I'm going to steal that for later, I think. <laughs> Mike K says, howdy, CDT team and supporters. Men's group Friday, so I'm super tardy. Uh, pretty sure sister would make me stand in the back of the room. <laughs> Way to go, Mike. Welcome to the team. By the way, my, my daughter told a great dad joke Uh-oh. the other day. <gasps> Tell it. She said, my daughter said, dad, what do all pharaohs do exactly the same? I said, I don't know. What? She said, they're fair, though. They all toot in common. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> what have you done to your daughter? <laughs> Tell me it's not funny. Oh, Go ahead. I love it. It's funny. Go ahead. Tell me it's not funny. Oh, it's funny. It's funny. I love funny. it. <clears throat> Kathy says, I was on a cruise with my dad and the entertainer was singing, I did it my way. During the chorus, he would put the mic up to the audience to sing, I did it my way. I was the uh, last person to sing the chorus and sang, I did it Yahweh. That's amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. Uh, good for you, Kathy. That's great. Oh, man. That's I'm going to steal that. It, it's a great point, though, about uh, Father Larry Richards making the point about uh, Hell's theme song is I did it my way because um, the the truth is the Aleister Crowley, in his when he was writing his book on Satanism, basically, he said the great commandment, the first and greatest commandment of Satanist is uh, do what thou wilt shall be the entirety of the law or be the whole of the law, which is basically to say, do it your way. Yeah. Do whatever you want. Speaking of brilliant and intuitive, um, Eric here has a great, like, I, it's just so sharp and on point. I just, I, I would be remiss if I didn't bring it up. But Eric says, the horns, please. The horns of the apocalypse. Good choice, Eric. Good choice. Good call. Mike K says, what did the buffalo say to his boy child? Bye, son. Josh, yeah, that's good dad Josh right said, there. is it licit to chant the Psalms like a Mongolian? Why not? No. Come on. No. No. Come on. No. no. That is blasphemy and sacrilege. You're taking what is you're taking uh, what is sacred and profaning it. No. No. Mm. no. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Uh, Bruce said, Adrian, future doctor of the church? Nah, probably not. <laughs> Glenn says, uh, let's see, who is the greatest financier in the Bible? Um, who? Pharaoh's daughter. She went down to the bank of the Nile and withdrew oh a goodness. little profit. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> good call. Good call. That was good. I like it. I like it, too. Praise be to God. Uh, dad jokes. I cl- we're, clearly, we're in dad joke mode here. Chris so let's, said, let's hear them. I thought the theme song for hell would be Party in the USA. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. You're talking dude. about the Bruce Springsteen song? Uh, Christopher Chance also says, why did the cookie feel bad? Because he had felt a little crummy. Because oh, you're not supposed to give it away. You stole oh, it. I just guessed it. Do you it. not know I how dad jokes it. work? You stole it. I got to answer the question. He just ripped you off there, Chris. I'm sorry. Sorry. So sorry. The buffalo is empty. I'm not sure about that one. The buffalo is empty. Mike said, terrible joke Friday. I am more leaning toward amazing jokes Friday yes, is what I'm hearing. We're starting the weekend off on a good note. 
Thomas says, Mr. Thomas says, please mention some good movies that we can watch this long weekend. Hmm. Uh, yesterday, I watched um, the movie. Uh, it, uh, I don't know if I should recommend it, actually. I, I didn't know. It's a little inappropriate at times, but it's a really good movie. Clint Eastwood. <laughs> uh, it's uh, Unforgiven, I think, or yes. Unforgivable. No, uh, Unforgiven. Unforgiven. The great, great movie. There's yes. a few explicit scenes. I saw that with my uh, grandparents. I was so embarrassed. Yeah, there's a couple of things that happen in it that it's like, uh, but, but it is, uh, overall, it's good. And even the bad scenes are not, it's, it's bad for the time period it came out in. 21st yeah. century, it's actually pretty tame in comparison. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's not appropriate for children. For sure. Uh, no, but, but I would movie. say this weekend, Memorial Weekend, how about some memorial themed movies? By the way, uh, how many apples grow on a tree? How many? All of them. <laughs> all of them. That was terrible. They all grow on a tree. <laughs> uh, David L. from New Hampshire says, two guys walked into a bar. Two guys walked into a bar. The, the third other one, one ducked. ducked. <laughs> yep, got it. I got it. <laughs> I, feel, I, I feel so accomplished uh, when I can get the answer before you get, it's delivered. Amen. Uh, Josh says, Frank Sinatra does not equal Aleister Crowley. I never said he did. <laughs> what? I heard that I did he did not. Uh, yes, you, yeah. See, that's, that's, did. that's you made that. that is you made that connection. Man. I made like, a connection, not the but that's a show strawman. that Adrian did in fact say that. Yes, <laughs> I did not. I did yes. not say that. We can I, roll back the tape. I reject I mean, that comment. Uh, my rewind. my comment was mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. it was connected that mm-hmm. they are the same idea, but that Frank Sinatra is obviously not as bad as Aleister Crowley. That's Aleister Crowley is a literal Satanist. Um, Frank Sinatra just had a lot of modernist and liberal uh, ideas yeah. in his music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And was a degenerate, mm-hmm. but he wasn't a Satanist, mm-hmm. at least that I know of. Sure. Mike K. Represent, uh, um, has uh, recommended a couple Memorial Day weekend movies Hacksaw Ridge. Yep. Ooh, it's good. Black Hawk Down. Yes. Oh, yeah. We my friend soldiers. was the pilot for that, for that movie. Legit? That's fun. Yeah. What? Yeah. Cool. Uh, my, one of my neighbors, he was, uh, the, he was in the Air Force, or not, maybe what? I forget. He was in the in one, some branch of the military, and he got recruited to uh, fly the helicopter for, for Black the movie. Hawk, the for the movie. Oh, okay, oh. I thought you meant he was a part of the actual. No, 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 no. no. Okay, yeah, no, ah. he was. Uh, he was. Yeah. He flew the the helicopter for the movie. We were soldiers would be an excellent film for this weekend for Memorial Day. Ooh, disclaimer: None of them are child appropriate. Hacksaw no. Ridge is not too bad. It's not. It's not. It's too still bad. a war movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh well, let's see what else. Um, Saving Private Ryan, another good Memorial Day film, I would say. Dominic uh, likes to tell a joke. Uh, where did the duck go when he crossed the road? I don't know where. To the quack shop. Nice. Very good. <laughs> hey, you know, I cut my finger chopping cheese. I think no, I might. Oh, gross. I think I may have a greater problems, though. Ooh, <laughs> that hurts. Uh, yeah. That one hurts. Yeah, good dad jokes there. Uh, what else here? Mike, Black Hawk Down was really good. Yes, I haven't seen that in a very long time, but it is a good film. I've seen it many times. Uh, Song for Bernadette, Go Old School, Dan says. Yeah, that's a good one. Praise be to God. Of course, we've talked about some of the religious films before, and uh, um, our friends over at org have some great op- is that options. Cupertino? Yeah. Which one? The Reluctant Saint. It's yes. about St. Joseph, Joseph of Cupertino. The black and white one. Yes. Yeah, great film. We've oh, seen it a bunch so of times. It's so cute. Yeah. I love it. It is really, really good. Uh, what else? What other films would be out there? Uh, Josh <laughs> said, uh, Saving Private Ryan might have to watch that this weekend. That's a tough one to watch. The opening scene always gives me chills. He also said, Adrian, be like, all music made after 1800, bad. 
but then also bust out into song at modern pop hits. Are you two gonna um, like argue about music the whole time? I'm just curious. I, I think we should. Uh, do you, do we, you, we 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 constantly argue about. Do you music. need like a separate Josh chat going on here? Buddy it's, Kane it's says, thing. "I like the observation of, of there is a highway to hell and a stairway to heaven, anticipating crowd levels for both locations." Wow, that's so great. <laughs> that's great, actually. That's really a astute observation, there, buddy. That's very good. The road to hell is wide. Yes, yes, for sure. It's easier to go down a high way than to walk up the stairs that's why i take the yeah. elevator to up three floors every morning speaking of which did i ever tell you the first time i ever used an elevator it no. was an uplifting experience however the oh second time really let me down uh, <laughs> true story true story i was about to say i was like you remember the first time you used me an too. elevator i was like I was it like, was such what? a traumatic or like invigorating event that you or you're that old that you're like there when it okay. <laughs> when uh, this one could be inappropriate somewhat but um you know if i'm an american when i go in the bathroom what am i when i come out an american nope finish okay um let's see moving on <laughs> moving on, I, I moving on. I don't know if I that. Moving on. Finish. <laughs> that, that took me a bit. <laughs> Mary is groaning. Uh, uh, that's funny. That's funny. Well, it's you know, it's that day. It's Friday. It's, it's silly, I guess. Uh, Josh Patterson says, I remember hearing that the day after Saving Private Ryan came out, the World War II veteran hotline had more calls than ever. Wow. 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 Yeah. Saving Private Ryan was a, it was groundbreaking movie making. I mean, it. It it was like it felt real. You felt like you were in that experience. It was a good film. Uh, oh, Heartbreak this... Ridge and Full Metal Jacket. Oh, see, buddy served in the Marine Corps, so we, we're talking the same language there, my friend. Mister Thomas wants to ask Joe if he ever skydived while being a Marine. No, thankfully, I did scuba dive though. Uh, oh. So, I, but I've never. I, I you know I've repelled obviously. Uh, ridden in helicopters with the door open. That's all fun. But uh, you know who's gone skydiving? Never skydived. You? No, not me. Oh. I would never go skydiving. At least not on purpose. Um, Emily went skydiving. <gasps> really? Yeah. yeah. Right before she went to the novitiate uh, or to the apostolancy for the Dominican sisters, she went skydiving with a bunch of seminarians. <laughs> wow. Yep. It's awesome. You know, I wish I could clean mirrors for a living. It's something I could really see myself doing. Ooh, I can't. I'm, I'm terrified of heights. <laughs> oh, mirrors. Mirrors. Never mind. Moving on. Heartbreak Ridge oh. <laughs> comes up again. It's awkward. It's awkward. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Heartbreak Ridge has been a, a sort of a fan favorite, obviously, today. So a lot mm -hmm. of people are saying Heartbreak Ridge. No, Heartbreak Ridge came up twice. It was... It was uh, Hacksaw Ridge. Hacksaw Ridge, Ridge that I'm thinking about is yeah. the other one. Uh, they both came up twice. <laughs> Are you making fun of my dad jokes there, uh, Josh? They're supposed to be awful. That's the point. That's, Heartbreak Ridge. That's, no, no, no. The awful dad jokes. The oh. dad jokes are supposed to be awful. That's the point of them. Mike said the old school Memorial Day movies, All Quiet on the Western Front, Ooh. Stalag 17, and Bridge on the River Kwai. You know who played in that, right? No. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, really? Whoa. Yes. What's who, his name? Uh, uh, Sir uh, McGinnis, right? No. Yes. He was a Catholic. And he became, he became, I can't remember his first name. What's his first name? I don't know. Sir Ian McKellen? No. Um, the original actor who played Obi-Wan Kenobi, his, re his real name is someone, someone. I'm looking, I'm looking. I'm looking. Sticking forever. What did one mountain climber say to the other? It's all downhill from here. Yes. 
Sir Ewan McGregor? No. That's the, the old Ewan one. McGregor is the new actor who Alec played. Alec Guinness? Thank Guinness? you, Alec. Thank Alec you. Guinness. Alec yeah. Guinness. Guinness. He's a sir, and he became Catholic before he died. Praise be awesome. to God. Awesome. I don't think I've ever heard of him. You've never heard of the original Obi-Wan Kenobi? Did you hear Obi-Wan the story of how he became Catholic? I mean, I don't think I've ever seen him in anything. Besides so, Star Wars? Yeah, I don't think so. Maybe yeah. I have, and I don't know. Yeah. I'm looking up his movies, and I don't recognize any of them, to be honest. Hmm. From Mike K., what do you call the guy who milks the cow? What do you what do you call the other guy? <laughs> the oh, other guy. Oh my goodness! <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think I've seen any of these. Did you hear about the runner who was criticized? Yeah, he just took it in stride. He was good, good with it. Good, good for him. <laughs> uh, Alec Guinness. Yes, thank you. I thought it was mm-hmm. Mick Guinness, but you're right. It's Guinness. Yeah, praise be to God. Uh, he yeah. became a Catholic after starring in a Father Brown film. Thank you, G.K. Chesterton. Oh, I guess the music means we are, we're all done with uh, dad jokes. No more dad Aww. jokes. It's unfortunately. But uh, what do you call an old snowman? I thought you said we were done. What do you call an old snowman? Old snowman? What do you call him? Water. All right, that's going to do it. Enjoy your weekend. Praise be to God. We'll be back here Tuesday, not Monday. Monday's going to be a day off. Tuesday is uh, going to be a new live show. I wish I could tell you who's on it, but I don't honestly know. I'd have to look it up, and maybe I can do it before the music stops. Let's just see. Tuesday. The file's taking its time. Um, Bishop Strickland. No, Bishop Strickland's Wednesday next week. That'll be fun. But we're going to have a whole lineup for you next week. Praise be to God. Thank you again for having a laugh with us and in, uh, letting our hair down and just chat with you a bit. Hopefully your three-day weekend will be amazing. We'll see you then. God Thank love you. Thank you for joining us.